Welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. I'm Lori Clapper, along with Janelle Keith in Oklahoma. And our guest today is actually a repeat guest that we asked to have on the show again, because the first time around, Janelle, I think we were just so blown away by all the great information and the actionable tips she gave as business owners, as women in the marketplace. Uh, they were so valuable that we wanted to go a little more in depth, right? Absolutely. You know, and I remember one word from our conversation with Maggie Horn uh, from a previous podcast, and that was permission. Maggie gave us permission to explore what God had laid on our heart. And she also gave us permission to say, hey, if this isn't the right time, just do the groundwork. You don't pre don't pressure yourself into thinking that it has to be done right now. And that's I remember listening back to that, Maggie, and I just thought, uh, just a huge relief came over me because I thought, okay, I'm the one that's putting pressure on myself. I do this all right now within the next 10 days. You know how we, <laughs> us women get, you know? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's okay to say this was a good business idea, but maybe it's not yours. Right. And so, and so today we're talking about you know, how to develop that small business idea and knowing when it is the right time to pass it on, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves as women all the way around, right? And I think a lot of it really is imaginary because yeah. we think everybody else is expecting us to do that. And mm -hmm. uh, they probably are saying, you know, are they crazy? What more can they do? Right? You know, exactly. I mean, how much more can they take on? Right. We're not Wonder Woman, right? You know, right. but um, but we like you know, to think we are. Yeah. <laughs> but we are in many things, but we don't have to be in everything. And yeah. I and I think that it is, um, Janelle. I agree with you. A lot of it is ourselves, you know, putting that on. And just because we recognize it doesn't mean we won't do it. You know, let's be real mm -hmm. there too. You know, yeah, we mm -hmm. should be doing it. We still do it, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. You're right about that too. We have to hold ourselves accountable or get an accountability partner to say, I want to do all these things, but I there's no humanly way possible I can do this. So help me, you know, and reach for help when you need it too. Absolutely. That's, yeah. And and we don't, oh, you know, women are, we don't always tend to do that no. um, because we don't want to be, you know, and especially if we've had experiences where being dependent on someone else has mm -hmm. caused us a lot of um, pain and, uh, you know, just disturbance, you know, a lot of those things. So we get shy at asking other people, you know, mm -hmm. for help. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, that's why it's so important to find people we trust and embrace the people um, that understand that we're not perfect and we need to be able to lean on each other. And um, it's okay to fail because we don't learn anything unless we do. Um, mm -hmm. But we can't let that run our lives. So that mm -hmm. failure cannot be what we're always holding. And then we never try anything new. And we just don't live the lives that we're supposed to if we always are thinking that we're going to fail um because yeah we're going to fail all of us every day in some way or another we're going to forget something we're going to um you know think something we shouldn't have and then we feel so guilty for the rest of the day i can't believe i thought that about them you know about you know personally we it, it's we're human beings and mm -hmm. and we're going to fail it's how we um, react to it and, and how we move forward from it, but we can't use it as a fear 
factor that we don't try something and, and live our lives as best we can. Well, we're talking with Maggie Horn. She's from the Small Business Development Center here in Erie, Pennsylvania, where my studio is. And there's small business development centers all over the U.S., uh, but she's from uh, this one particularly. And, well, let's give so much great stuff right now. Why don't you reintroduce yourself to our audience today? Sure. Yes, I'm the director at the Gannon University Small Business Development Center. I have been with the SBDC for over 16 years now. Um, prior to that, I was in the private sector for around 20 years, um, doing you know everything from waitressing in the you know restaurant, the hospitality world. Um, but on the business side, I did valuation services, accounting. I dabbled a little bit in paralegal for a while, um, but I brought all of that uh, great experience from the um, private sector into the world of small business, which is what we do every day. Um, so we are one of 16 centers in the state of Pennsylvania and one of over 1,600 in the United States. And we're here to help small businesses uh, from startup uh, to exit, uh, truly, and, you know, and everything in between. Mm, that's great. Again, again, I think I need to schedule an appointment time with Maggie. <laughs> Need to do that, Janelle. <laughs> I know. What are the main things that the centers do to help uh, current business owners or people who are starting up their business for the first time? Yeah, on the startup side, we do about 50-50. About half of the people we work with are in the startup mode and half of them are existing businesses. And so in startup, we will help them go through what we call a reality check. You know, we do not ever want to discourage anyone from pursuing their dream, but we definitely want them to go in knowledgeable and educated as to the potential of that dream becoming a reality and its success. So we can help them to work through a business plan. Uh, we do projections, financial projections, so they can really feel as confident as they can without nobody knowing what's going to happen, but as confident as they can based on research information, industry information to say, this could be the expected uh, financial position of a company like you are wanting to start. So that's at the beginning, really a lot of the basics of what it takes to be a, a small business owner. Are you ready to make that commitment? Do you have the ability to gain the uh, uh, resources, uh, financing, the uh, brick and mortar, whatever those are? We help them go through all of that. Um, and that's at the startup mode. For existing companies, they could be either looking at um, uh, opportunities or challenges, right? You know, so there could be an opportunity to grow their business, but they're not quite sure what best fit. So we can help them to find a market that would embrace their products or services. We can help them better understand the industry trends um, and how that might affect their business performance uh, throughout, you know, the coming year, the upcoming years. And we can also help them to go through the uh, exit uh, strategy, which all of us, you know, really need to uh, be thinking about. Um, and ironically, we tell them to start thinking about that when they decide to start their business. And we get a lot of pushback about, what do you mean, I'm just starting, why do I wanna think about leaving? Well, at some point, you're going to be leaving your business and you should be able to plan for that and exit the way you want to. And so we can help uh, those companies do that. Marketing, sales, accounting, leadership, management, all of those factors of business, 
we have ways of helping uh, to strategize and uh, help their business be successful. I remember that from our last conversation, Maggie, about the exit strategy, something that never even came to my mind before, the importance of doing it up front, because when you do decide, whether it's sooner or later, you decide to leave this business for one reason or another, you want to do it gracefully. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you want it on your terms, right? Um, uh, the, it, the last couple of years with the pandemic has really uh, put a lot of pressure and a lot of stress on small businesses in particular and in certain industries uh, specifically. And if you had as a business owner thought about and you need to an exit strategy, what is going to be the reason? And there are always unexpected reasons. So if it was unexpected, how can you, you know, move through that? Um, and I think a lot of the businesses that did close probably didn't have any desire to, but the the uh, lack of planning on unexpected acti you know, activities caused them to have to do so. So um, we can't uh, control anything that happens outside of our business, the economic world that happens. Uh, we can't control it, but we need to pay attention to it and we need to plan to be able to react to it more positively for our business. So Maggie, tell us what you see out there in the development part of the world. <laughs> well, I will tell you that um, over the years, we certainly have more made more headway on the percentage of how many small businesses are owned by at least 51% woman ownership. We'll, we'll say that. Um, and in the last three years, again, always looking for the positive things that happen out of some of the things we can't control, it has actually escalated uh, to the fact that there are now 42% of small businesses that are women-owned. Wow. Um, so we are almost at the 50-50 uh, mark, um, and that really is something that is positive that came out of what all of us, no matter gender, we're trying to make sense of on where do we want to go uh, with the turmoil that was occurring uh, within the, the business world based on the economic uh, disaster that happened with the pandemic. Um, so women stepped up and uh, took great advantage of it. Again, looking at the positive side and said, this is a good time to go ahead and start that business that I've been mm -hmm. thinking about, or I've lost my job. Um, it's very unstable right now. Um, I want to make sure I have some control over the way that I, um, you know, can make a living and I'm going to go ahead and take that jump and, and do it. Um, so 42% of small businesses are now uh, women owned and that has definitely um, been a good uh, it's one of the positive things that came out of some of the challenges over the last few years. And uh, well, besides the pandemic, obviously, that's top of mind for all of us because we all have been through it and kind of trying to move forward now that we're in 2022. But on average, uh, what are some of the reasons that women do decide to go out on their own? Basically the same why yeah. men do, right? They want to be their own boss. Mm. Um, they want to have more control over their work and uh, life uh, balance. And they feel they can do that uh, better if they are their own boss. Um, they get frustrated with the corporate environment. Um, and they see the ability to change things that maybe 
they've seen that they don't agree with and you know in that business because a lot of women and men too but women who go and start their own businesses start a similar business that they have experience in mm -hmm. and what they have done is they've looked mm -hmm. at some of the things they would change they didn't see was really quite right i don't not sure how to say that other than that um that they thought could be better um mm -hmm. and they they wanted to be able to make it their own uh within mm -hmm. the industry that they you know had worked for someone else um so that is a those are a lot of the, those are the same reasons most men do um but the work-life balance is primarily the women reason why they start their own businesses. Mm. They want more control yeah. over uh, the ability um, to balance, especially with the age group that tends to be the most, um, the, the highest percentage of women owned businesses are 41 to 59. And that falls into the mom you know the 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 moms right yeah. mm -hmm. and um they want to be able to go to the football games they want to be able to shop the prom dresses with their daughters they want to do all of those things that if they were working a corporate job or a, a different job um they might not be able to take that time to do it so that is the work-life balance is the more of the woman reason why you're going to want to start your own business and so what are the challenges of that balance you know because we're all facing those right now right and yeah. that's a continual thing it never ends <laughs> it never ends and i don't know that we'll ever get it to end right but i yeah. think what we do is just try to make it as um reasonable as possible right we can't do everything right. we can't go everywhere you know yeah. when uh i was a single mom for 11 years uh bringing my son up he's 39 now and i put i i felt the most horrible mom ever when i couldn't go for one little event they were having in sixth grade right you know mm -hmm. that probably 80 percent of parents weren't there because they were working but my guilt was you know to the mountains yeah um, off the because, charts um, yeah because like i just felt so you know you feel so bad he doesn't even remember that right i mean he didn't even, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it wasn't like it was like oh you didn't go to that you know or, or something like that so i think we put a lot of that pressure on ourselves as well but what has happened is that we um in the corporate world itself has recognized the need to have that work-life balance because you're much more productive you're much more excited about uh, the the work that you're doing because you have rested appropriately. You have allowed yourself to be just you and relax and enjoy your family, enjoy some downtime. So when you go and you are committed to that work day, you're on it and you're as excited and as focused as you need to be. Um, and that's being seen a lot more, mm -hmm. I think, too, that recognizing that we in America don't always have the, uh, we don't always know everything and we're not always right. And the <laughs> hour work week um, is maybe not the best way to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And so for 10 hour days, people are, you know, they get an extra day off, you know? So I think we have being more aware of the global workforce and what has worked well globally 
and adapting some of that to what we do, I think has also really helped uh, to make people feel more excited about their works, more productive uh, and focused um, because we do make sure we get that balance so we can be that. So the pandemic has kind of forced workplaces in the corporate world to adopt more work at home scenarios, whether they liked it or not, they had to do it, but found, it seems like they found that it actually does work. <laughs> in a lot of industries, yeah, a lot in of industries, industries that's still not going to work. Right. Um, because, you know, we still uh, want to walk in a store and somebody wait on us, you know, uh, right. we do like to buy online too, but we right. still want that option. Um, but I completely agree with you that that has done that. What's going to be very interesting is to see how the productivity continues after the pandemic, because if it becomes more normal, is it going to become more lax, right? Because it becomes a little bit further out of where the pandemic was. And will there be those challenges that um, uh, the work world, the uh, brick and mortar world is having, which is labor, right? We can't get people to take a job at the restaurant, take a job at the service industry, you know, with the manufacturer, um, people are, uh, there's a lot of labor shortage out there. Is that going to be an issue moving forward on, on the other side of it with, with remote working? Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see, um, but it is definitely important uh, to um, you know, look at what is what is the focus of your meaning of success? What what is that? What's needed? What are the resources that are needed? And and how do we balance all of that with the challenges of HR, which have always been a challenge, but are much more so now, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Wow. So many hot buttons in this conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So do you see, I, I don't know what the answer would be to this, but do you see any certain types of businesses that women gravitate towards as they're starting their business or does it vary? Do you see the same as men or do you well, see a trend? It, it, you know, it is um, small businesses are, uh, you know, in particular industries, right? You're, there, there are some small businesses uh, in the different industries that it doesn't matter what the gender is, the race, you know, any other thing that's just that type of business is going to be always a small business, our little coffee shop down the road. Right. It's always, that's what it's going to be unless you're Starbucks and that's another whole conversation for another day. Um, but um, rest, uh, retail and e-commerce are, are a lot of the businesses that are being started by women over the last couple of years. And again, because of the uh, transition to a lot more virtual shopping, um, uh, more comfort level doing, you know, these kinds of things, uh, talking to each other hundreds of miles away, thousands of miles away as if it's normal conversation, which it is. Um, the the e-commerce has definitely increased for women. Um, it was a little down uh, as opposed to men. A lot of men were doing more of the online kind of businesses, but women are, are really uh, coming for, forward with that kind of industry. Beauty products and health products, a lot of women. Um, we have, you know, like with face creams, with makeup, uh, with health and fitness for women, right? We all, uh, is, it, it, we're, we, all, as much as we want to be as equal to men as possible, 
which just means we want the same opportunities, right? In my opinion, I feel that's what that means because we're very different. And Mm -hmm. so women have different health needs than men. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really uh, a lot of women definitely can better um, present those kinds of solutions and opportunities for better health um, as women to other women. So we have a lot of people... uh, that um, a lot of women that like those health and fitness and do very well with that and fashion, right? Um, we, uh, although men have very, are very different now, right? You know, my husband's always, I would, I would never wear something like that. I said, because you're 60 and they're 20. So times change. We gotta, right? You know, I mean, this is just the way that it is. A lot of people wouldn't, my mother wouldn't wear what I wore, right? I mean, it's just, that's the way that that Mm -hmm. is. Um, But I think with the technology and the way to be able to um, see things uh, on YouTube, you know, on a podcast, well, not podcasting, video casting, um, but you can be seen at any given time and social media has really pushed things like fashion and health and um, and all beauty and all of those kinds of things. Um, and it, so those are the trends that women are following. Uh, plus the retail side of it and e-commerce in particular help with that life uh, work balance. Because you could be making money at two o'clock in the morning while you're sleeping or feeding the baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so e-commerce having and running an e-commerce business has opened a, an entirely new avenue uh, for uh, m- uh, women in particular for certain times of their lives, like having a child, uh, things like that. But for both uh, genders to be able to explore new ways to um, be successful in business. I love that you are so, so uh, in tune with the challenges, and we feel them out here in the quote-unquote real world here, you know, not like you're in it because you're in it just as much as we are, but that you are so in tune with the challenges that women face, not just in the business world itself, but within their family context, and I don't know how you do it. I mean, I just, I just think, She's got the right answer at the right time for everyone. I'm just like, wow. I'm in, I'm just so like, ah. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. You know, I I have been just blessed to have had uh, various challenges myself, right, and opportunities, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think that's where we learn from it, right? Yeah, right. Um, I I so agree because I was just reading in my Bible plan this morning about your purpose on the earth, and God collects all these experiences you've had whether you think they're related or not and he brings them all together to work his good through your current situation and there's a lot of times I don't see how you know my whatever thing happened 10 years ago is working now I forget those parts you know but he always brings good out of things and whether we know it or not, we believe that he's always at work in us too. So, yeah. So talk about those, those experiences, those challenges, the things we think we're never going to get better that are yeah. going to like, will this ever resolve and how women can become their own bosses of, of their schedule and their time and their management of their family. 
Sure. Yeah, I mean, planning is always, you know, you still need to do it, even though we certainly know that there are things that we're not going to be able to control, right? We're going to put the best plan in place and, you know, it's going to end up looking like a zigzag rather than the straight line, right? <laughs> of it's, course. <laughs> it's going to be that way. But we still need to have a goal, right? And yeah. however we get there, um, we want to put a plan in place, but we need to be flexible enough to know that we might need to take a little bit of a, of a change in that, in that straight line. And what we need to do is know what our resources are, right? We need to reach out and we need to recognize and determine what resources are available to me when I need this, right? I need to make sure that I need uh, financial projections done, you know, and I'll just use that because that's what we do, right? I'm going to have to go to the bank to get money. They're going to ask me for projections in order to be able to sustain the loan that I'm asking for. So I need to make sure that I'm working with the right resource and I'm being realistic of what I need in order to be able to move forward successfully. So when we understand that that's going to be a challenge, you know, lack of funds is a huge challenge for women for a lot of reasons. A lot of women will end up starting a business after a divorce or during a divorce and being mm. prepared for after that. Maybe the husband was the main breadwinner, right? And they're going to make sure that they have, uh, you know, the ability to sustain their family themselves or themselves during after that divorce there is a challenge with that because traditional banking still has that uh, small piece is getting it's much better but there is still um, a lacking a lack of uh, approvals for loans much uh, lower uh, than well I said that wrong the approval of loans are much lower for women than men oh, and okay. um, and if you think about it, I, I really don't feel like each individual you speak to the bank, they're discriminatory. I don't feel that at all. It's the circumstances. Because if you were um, the, the, a woman who got married and got pregnant with their first child and said, okay, I'm going to stay home. It was a mutual decision. You stay home and you're raising your children. And then unfortunately, you come into a situation, either maybe your husband uh, can't work anymore for whatever reason, medical reason or something, or you get a divorce, you have no credit, uh, you know, your your path yeah. to be able to be credit worthy. It's not because you didn't want to, you ignored it. It's because of your choice during that period of time. Yeah. So the challenge is not because you did that and you're being blamed for doing that. It's because the ratings and the criteria to qualify for the loan involves something you just don't have because of, of your your current circumstances or the circumstances you had. So that's really where a lot of challenge comes in on the lack of, of funds is whatever um, circumstances have caused you to be in a situation that maybe your credit rating isn't where it needs to be or you don't have the history um, in order to be able to bring to the table for the banks who want to approve you. But the alternative lendings is on the rise, and there are many other lenders that are looking at understanding those circumstances much better than the traditional banking world, and you have a lot more opportunities. So those things are starting uh, to become um, less uh, intrusive and uh, more opportunities in the alternative lending are, are going to allow the lack of funds to be less of a concern.
for women and, you know, getting into business. Um, Work-life balance. I, I don't know that, I don't know when that will ever be solved and if it should be. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's I don't true. Know. Yeah, you're you right. Mm -hmm. I, I think that sometimes we just put too much pressure on ourselves of what we think work-life balance should be. Mm -hmm. um, I work way too much. I work a lot. Um, I worked all my life that way. When my son was, I was a single mom for 11 years. And when he was young, I had to work two jobs. It was, I wasn't because I wanted to work all the time. I needed to, because I needed to put a roof over my son's head. I need to make sure, you know, that he was taken care of. And that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's just what I've always done. And, um, I continue, you know, to do that. And, yeah. I'm just blessed that my husband understands this is who I am and um, I make time for us and we have family time. And when, you know, it's, you know, absolutely necessary, uh, it gets done, right? Mm -hmm. our, our family time, our holidays and things like that. Um, so I think when we think about work-life balance, is it our work-life balance or is it what everyone's telling us work-life balance mm -hmm. should be? Yeah. Good, good point. Good question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think that is why, and, and I'm challenged with that, you know, with, um, I work, I on a number of boards, of course I have staff and they're all various ages, they're different generations on both sides of that, my volunteer as well as my work. And I, there are things that I would want more money when I was 25 because I was raising my son on my own. Now, some, you know, I have one in particular, I'm just thinking of someone in particular, they want an extra day vacation rather than, uh, you know, a raise in because that's what they want to balance, right? They are a bonus, right? Give me an extra day. I don't care about that. I want a day to go do. So we need to recognize that for ourselves of what we mm. think work-life balance uh, should be. Don't get let other people pressure you and tell you what that should be. And as leaders of an organization or a business, we need to recognize what our staff, the people that count on us uh, to be able to lead them and, you know, be their boss. We're understanding what their needs are. And again, not, uh, coming up with what we believe is work life, but what is truly the work life balance that they desire. Mm. Yeah, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as women. We mentioned this earlier that we have to do it all, that we have to be at home with our kids eight hours a day, but we have to work eight hours a day, but we have to do this, <laughs> which is yeah, impossible yeah. in real life. But that's how our minds think that we always have to be in control every single moment. But uh, in reality, uh, you make the most of the moments that you do have. So your kids do remember that. And just we that's a reminder we all need. Well, pretty, but pretty much constantly, actually, <laughs> yeah. no matter what stage we're in. But uh, I, I think that was a really good point of yours, Maggie, that yeah. we have to whatever works for you and your family uh, to balance that is really what counts, not what what works for everyone else. Yeah, because some people really love what they do right? Uh -huh. Either for a living or as a business owner. And mm -hmm. to say that, no, you shouldn't be working 10 hours a day. You might be taking away from what brings them joy, what they like to do. And if it isn't really having a detrimental effect, right? Other things are handled. Um, just because you're not there for that mo exact moment, you're there five minutes later, you know, whatever the case may be, or maybe it's your partner 
that is handling something and why is that wrong? Why is mm-hmm. it wrong that we can rely upon your your spouse, your partner uh, to be there if you can't be, right? It, it's okay. It's okay that they're there. And you're kind of demeaning their presence by saying, I should be there, you shouldn't. Mm. There's that permission thing again, wow. Janelle, that you were just talking yeah. about not long ago. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It doesn't yes. mean that we don't feel guilty, okay? Right. Because we do. I, I had to go, I, I went on a trip with my sisters um, about four years ago. And it was very important that we did that. We hadn't been together for a while. It was for my niece's 30th birthday. All those other reasons why you just go, you know what, we're going, right? And so we were there while my grandson was going to be going through graduation for kindergarten. Now, I know all the things about we graduated once at 12th grade, done, right? But this (laughs) is what's happening in the world. And he's my last grandson. I know, you know, until the great-grandbabies, if I'm blessed to, you know, be here for them. But, you know, he really wanted me to be there. And, you know, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, they don't understand why you can't be everywhere at every given time, right? Right. um, I was like, I seriously thought for a minute, you know, I probably shouldn't go because I should really be there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm seriously thinking about now going when they're going to record this. He's going to see me on FaceTime and then he's going to go play. So the yeah. minutes that I would <laughs> physically be there, right. I'm going to just say, I'm not going on this trip with my sisters and my, yeah. So understanding that, it, you know, he actually loved that I was on FaceTime and, you know, cause he got oh. to show and, and look and he told all his friends, you know, there's my grandma, my grandma's out there and she's watching me. And, you know, so it actually, probably was more fun than if I was there. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but I, of course I felt guilty. I feel guilty about everything. Right. We, <laughs> right. Right. And, and then we say, okay, what is the worst thing that can, that is what truly happened out of this situation because it wasn't perfect. Okay. We're never going to be perfect. And we need to be able to, be okay with that. We always want to push and be as successful as we choose to be. We define that, right? It's us that has to define that. But it doesn't mean that we should not, um, that it's going to take away any guilt we feel, right? Of doing something maybe wrong or failing at something. Um, But if we don't fail, we never move forward. And failing allows us to see how we can do better the next time. Um, And I think as well in leaders and business owners, right? One of the things I think that we as women in business, and especially if we're bosses, we think we have to be perfect for our staff. That if we aren't so successful, we aren't there 12 hours a day. We aren't working and at their beck and call 24 seven, I'll answer your text at three o'clock on Sunday when I should be in church, right? But I'm gonna watch my phone and text you back we we're putting that pressure on ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. and we imagine that other people are thinking that and you know they're not and, and i think some of this just comes to the fact i've been doing this stuff for you know 35 years and when i was young and getting in you know that was what i thought okay you have to be perfect you can't do anything wrong it, it looks you know mm-hmm. you're never going to Uh, get an opportunity if you do anything wrong. And it took a while to, uh, and I had great mentors. Uh, I'm 
very fortunate, great mentors to say, but if you don't fail, you don't learn. And if you, uh, if you're trying to um, always be perfect, you're missing the whole point of the journey. It mm-hmm. is to be learning along the way and to try things out of your comfort zone that it might, you might fail, but it could be a great opportunity to learn and do better the next time and reach your goals actually uh, more successfully. Well, we only have a couple more minutes left in this segment. Lots of great stuff there, <laughs> Maggie, yeah. for sure. Uh, well, if you can, in just the last few minutes, can you share a success story that you've seen with a woman business owner? Sure. Yes, I had, um, and this is a relatively new uh, in a brick and mortar, but a woman we worked with, she's just wonderful, a uh, uh, woman who decided to stay home with her children, but knew that she had this passion for chocolate making. She had done chocolate making um, before uh, she had children and really didn't want to lose that piece, right, of herself. And plus it was extra money, right, for vacations, for the things the kids want to do, all of those kinds of things. So for 20 years, she ran her business out of her home. And she um, was able to do it whenever she wanted to. She could say when she was going to do things. You know, all of those things you can do when you don't have that brick and mortar that you tell people, I'm open from 9 to 5 and you better be or going to lose business, right? Those kinds of things that go on. Well, both of her children graduated from high school, um, then college. And she said, okay, I've been doing this for 20 years in my, in my house. I'm going to give it a shot. And she opened her storefront and uh, she has been so successful. It was really rocky at the beginning. And she would tell you the same thing. I'm not speaking out of turn for her, but it was rocky. And the reason was she had to be able to adjust what she was her work-life balance into the reality of what's expected of your customers, right? Mm. If you're going to choose to be a business owner, Yes, we should be able to set our rules, set our times, do everything, but we need to be cognizant of the fact that we're not going to be there unless our customers are, are, are buying from us. So the adjustment took her a few months, but when she realized that she could still do what she wanted to do, what her passion was, why she started doing what she did 20 years ago and bring it to even more people, She embraced it and she accepts the challenges head on and she and 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 she has just done a phenomenal job. Um, And that is when you think about women challenges, she could not get a loan because she didn't have her own credit. She didn't have that, but she had saved. And then now she has been able to qualify and and get the funding to expand her business in just one year. Wow. Don't give up um, if it really is meant to be and you have the tenacity as all entrepreneurs need to have to keep fighting for it, um, then, you know, it will come. Mm, Wow. That's a great story. Love to hear that. Maggie, we certainly appreciate your wisdom that you have given to us today. Once again, a return guest to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. And what a pleasure it's been to hear you talk about the current challenges of uh, women, especially in the business world and entrepreneurship. And we just thank you for your time today. As far as takeaways, Lori, I would have to... (laughs) 
I don't know. The word permission just keeps coming back. So let's call it permission 2.0, you know, and so that it is an increased awareness of we just have to continue to be flexible as women, as moms, as wives, as uh, entrepreneurs, that we are just kind of being more uh, agreeable with ourselves to go with the flow and don't fight the the thing the challenges and they're worth pursuing you know god has laid things on our hearts to do for a specific reason and it's up to us to fulfill those roles on the earth but we have to allow ourselves time and not to pressure ourselves into thinking it has to be done perfectly like we talked about or it has to be done right now you know like like we think it has to be done and we just can't manage all that so we have to give ourselves more permission to be flexible. Mine kind of is an offshoot of that, Janelle. We, well, as women and as humans, sometimes don't like the process. We want things to happen and we want things to happen. Yeah. But everything that we do, especially in a journey of, of starting your own business, is a process. And I'm not going to say this correctly. You said it really well, Maggie, and I thought it was going to stick in my mind. But uh, about how um, if you don't learn, if you're always perfect, you don't feel you don't you don't learn or you don't feel. And that's all part of that process. You know, we're never going to be perfect. But when we can feel the things along the the way, feel those failures, feel those learning opportunities that we're presented with and that we get ourselves in sometimes, uh, that just makes us a better person and a better leader uh, to others because that makes us more relatable. We can share those uh, experiences with others that they can learn from as well. So because I am a perfectionist in my own mind, <laughs> I'm not perfect from any means, but I like to think I need to be. And I think a lot of people can, uh, I think if you're listening, you can probably uh, agree with that and relate to that as well. But I think that kind of hit me about, you know, allowing yourself to feel, allowing yourself uh, uh, those opportunities to fail, that we don't want to do that, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Put the pressure on ourselves and we imagine mm-hmm. what pressure is being made that everyone else is thinking we should do. And this is what, right. you know, mm-hmm. and looking at you, uh, you know, oh, look at everything that they do, how awesome and how successful. And, and and that just makes us feel more pressure. And they're not thinking that at all. Sometimes they're just thinking we're crazy because we're doing so many things and how do we do it? Um, so we it, we're putting thoughts, you know, in our own mind based on things we really don't have um, the, the uh, you know, control over. Yeah, their story is in our story, right? Our story is going to be totally different. Oh. They could have a similar uh, type business, but we're still a different person and we have our own uniqueness. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. With unique challenges within our families and within the, the, the business steps that we're taking. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, you're right. Perfection is so much an enemy of doing good, isn't it? You know, we just all get stuck in that, it feels like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know we get in our own way with that perfectionism. Yeah. We've been talking with Maggie Horn from Gannon University Small Business Development Center. If you like what you've heard and you're saying, yeah, I really need this help. I need more of what she has to say. Maggie, how can they get in contact with you or with the Small Business Development Center? Sure. Um, you can visit our website. It has a ton of information and also all the different ways to contact us. It's SBDC Gannon, G 
g-a-n-n-o-n.edu. You can give us a call, 814-871-7232, or when you go to our website, you can find a contact us button right up at the top, and you can send us an email or even just find the information that you might uh, need um, right there on the website. Great. Well, thank you again for joining us for our second show with you, Maggie. Again, it's uh, so much great information, and thank you for sharing your wisdom today. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure. Always great fun. And thank you for listening to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. You can always contact us. You can email us at womenofgraceinthemarketplace at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. And, of course, you can listen to our podcast later on Spotify and Google. We'll see you next time.